We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live. You know, you're a jackass. Go gargle with Rogaine. Grow a beard on your tongue. Okay? Then enough time. Listen to that stupidity. Post game show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Yeah. And this is the Blowtorch Sound Off. I am Marty Harisco from MediaBlowtorch.com. This is a debut podcast, if you will. Something I'm just trying out. I may never do this again after today. And first and foremost, I fully realize that I am completely unqualified to be doing this, to be speaking into a microphone and posting these rambling thoughts that I am going to spew for the next few minutes onto the Internet. And I should say, I don't intend for this to be too long of a podcast, so hopefully if it's in that 10-minute range, we'll see what happens after I'm done recording. But that's what I'm shooting for, nothing too long. So I'll start off with the news that came out on Friday. Susan Carlson, morning news anchor at CBS2 Chicago, was released. According to Lars of ChicagolandRadioAndMedia.com, Carlson's contract was soon to expire, and CBS2 opted to remove her prior to the expiration of that contract. They were not going to bring her back. The ratings for the morning newscast are rock bottom or close to it. So basically, Carlson is the victim there. She's the fall person and they are going to put someone else in that spot. Now, I haven't seen who they're going to put there, so I don't know if, uh, for example, the weekend person who does the morning news on the weekends, if she's the interim person on the weekdays now, or if they're going to, or if she's permanent. I don't know. But let's talk about that real quick. Now, Carlson, she wasn't the problem of that newscast. As a matter of fact, I hesitate to pinpoint any significant problems of that broadcast altogether. I thought Carlson and other co-anchor Chris Gutierrez made a fine team. They were very good at delivering straight news when necessary, and when it was appropriate, they showed some personality. Even Chris Gutierrez, I know some people think he's kind of a stiff, but I thought he did well enough. And the added personality coming from Megan Glaros on weather and Derek Young on traffic, they just all together had a good on-air chemistry that worked. And apparently I'm in the minority on that one because nobody else was watching. That's a shame. They had a good broadcast, and I would say it was far superior to what you would see on Fox Chicago or NBC5. I know that's not saying much, but I thought it was a solid broadcast. So what usually happens is you get rid of one person and you put someone else in there. It might be the weekend anchor that they have now, or maybe they eventually get someone else, regardless of who they put there. Carlson was a solid broadcaster. Are they really going to find someone that much better? Now, I'm not saying that Carlson was the best female news anchor in the planet. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But for the ones that are out there that are available or soon will be, are they really going to find that person that's better than Carlson? They better hope that they don't find someone worse, that they, that looks good on paper or that looks good in uh, Lima, Ohio. But then when they come to Chicago, they just bomb. So at best case scenario, you're likely looking at a lateral move. And where is that going to get you? Just ask uh, Ann State. She was uh, let go in 2010 from management, and they eventually replaced her with Kate Sullivan. And really, with no, due, with no respect given to Sullivan, she is not much of an upgrade over Ann State. And again, that's no disrespect to Kate Sullivan. The reason she's not much of an upgrade is because there was nothing wrong with Ann State. She was fine. So, just unbelievable. And really... Even if this turns out, best case scenario, to be a lateral move for mornings, what good does that get you? You potentially shake up the honor chemistry that you already had 
and you demoralize the on-air staff and the people behind the scenes. Smooth move, CBS2, smooth move. I'll move on to WIND, now known as 560 The Answer here in Chicago. I went to, uh, I made a conscious effort to listen to Steve Cochran earlier this week, a uh, personality who I didn't really care for when he was on WGN doing afternoons. Steve was doing more of a general type of funny entertainment show, if you will. On WIND, he's more political oriented, and I like that. He's, uh, I think he's down to earth, reasonable, not too far to the right, so he's kind of what John Williams was, except Williams was a little bit to the left, whereas Cochran is a little bit to the right. Both guys are moderate. I like that. So I made a conscious effort, I finally remembered, to tune in to 560 earlier this week. I usually forget. If I'm in the car after 5 o'clock and I'm not liking what I'm listening to with Rokan or Gary Meyer or something on the score, for some reason I just forget to tune in to 560 probably because I don't like the rest of their programming, their syndicated stuff, but that's besides the point. The one thing I always notice when listening to 560 is their poor imaging and voiceover. It, it was always bad, even when they were marketing themselves as AM560 WIND. Well, a few weeks ago, they rebranded themselves, and they're now known as AM560 The Answer, which is a horrible name. The Answer. That's not a name. It's just weak marketing and just a poor excuse of a name but that's also beside the point their imaging to me always came across like when I'm thinking of production music and sound effects whether it's during traffic weather liners promos for various shows it always came across as a poor man's WLS now when they made their upgrade to 560 the answer they hired a new voiceover guy and oh he is terrible he Sounds like a cheap coming attractions announcer you hear at the movies. Just a ho horrible voice. You know, you think of the guy doing a coming attractions preview for the new Die Hard movie coming soon to a theater near you. I'm trying to impersonate a voice, a tough guy sounding voice that you would hear in that type of movie preview, but the AM560 voiceover guy, I think he attempts to sound that way, but. And maybe it's not that his voice is that bad, but the script that he's reading off of all the time is completely lame. For example, after the news is over and they have a liner taking you to Steve Cochran's show, it goes something like this. Now, Chicago, catch up on the day's news. We've got The Answers with Steve Cochran on AM560, The Answer. It sounds terrible. It just sounds lame. I mean, who's writing that crap? Seriously. And using the word answer, again, it's a horrible name, and your constant overuse of that word just sounds terrible. I caught David Stewart, the news anchor, during Steve Cochran's show. He's doing it, too, and I'm sure it's not his fault. I'm sure the program director or news director is telling him to say this. But as the, he was done reading the news headlines, they were about to go to a break and then come back with traffic. So he's done reading his news headlines, and then he goes, And how are the roads doing? We have the answer! In two minutes on 560, the answer. This sounds terrible. I mean, the people over there, the behind-the-scenes people who are in charge of writing the scripts for their news people, for marketing, you know, the marketing type of scripts and everything, it's just terrible. They need a new person to do that. And really, it probably doesn't matter because nobody's listening to the station, and it's not because of the weak imaging and marketing. It's just because of the crappy syndicated lineup that they have that nobody wants to listen to, or at least only a small segment of people care to listen to. 
Again, I've always said WIND comes across as a poor man's WLS. And it's a shame. I feel bad for Steve Cochran and even the morning host, John Howell. I think uh, both of them are are well-rounded. I like them because they're moderates. They're not too far to the right. And I think they deserve better. I'd like to see them in a situation where they could have a larger audience. So, And I suppose now is a good time to move on to Mike McConnell, the midday host on WGN Radio. Earlier this week, he had a technology guy on. And please forgive me. I don't remember the whole context of the conversation but I thought it was kind of funny because the conversation had something to do with Facebook and advertising and the conse- the consequences of liking something on Facebook and how Facebook uh, or how that appeals to advertisers or companies that are advertising on Facebook. And Mike McConnell totally did not understand what that meant. It's like he's never heard of the idea of liking something on Facebook. Um, just, just I, I kind of laughed at it because it, reminded me of something I found a few months ago that I did write about on the Lars Media CRM message board, and that was coming across Michael McConnell's Twitter account that still listed him as being the 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. midday host on WGN. Well, he hasn't worked that shift in about a year and a half now, so uh, and the Twitter hadn't been updated probably long before then. So I've always, I've been maintaining now for a while that if you are a, especially if you are a local talk show host, it is incumbent on you to understand social media because interacting with your audience and using social media as a research tool for your show is so important these days. And if you're not doing that, I think I think you're lazy. I think you're a lazy talent if you refuse to learn social media. Now I might might be willing to give an excuse to someone like Milt Rosenberg, but even he's on Facebook using it. So, good for him. By the way, Milt Rosenberg, back on the air, theoretically, uh, launched his podcast this past Thursday. You can go to MiltRosenberg.com, and I guess the plan is, in the next few weeks, he'll start adding new episodes every few days. And I don't know if he's going to go to five days a week eventually, but good for him, though. I hope uh, he can find a way to monetize that somehow, and the type of intellectual conversation that he has with those guests you don't really get that anywhere else. So I, I hope I, I want I wish the best for Milton. I hope he can monetize that and make something of that podcast. And speaking of podcasts, congratulations to Margaret Lakin. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Margaret the Radio Girl on her 100th podcast last week, where she interviews John Records Landecker. That is an awesome 100 podcast with some of the biggest names on air and off the air in Chicago media. So if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already are aware of the Radio Girl, but just in case you're not, you can go to radiogirl.us and you can you can listen to all her uh, her complete archive of past interviews with some of the biggest names in media. Kevin uh, Pigvirus Matheny, you know the infamous WGN program director and the Howard Stern got you know the Howard Stern boss Pig Virus Pig Vomit whatever his nickname was. Uh, she's interviewed Drew Hayes and Michael Damsky back when they were running WLS. She's talked to Nick DiGiulio, Ro Khan, Gary Meyer, Mitch Rosen, program director of the Score. Just a complete list of uh, top names in the industry. So, 100 podcast that is completely awesome. Margaret, congratulations to you, and looking forward to another 100 podcast coming from you. So. And that will do it for this debut podcast. Again, I know it sounds terrible. Please forgive me. And we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll do this again next weekend. And maybe this becomes a regular feature. Or maybe I don't do this ever again. We'll see. 
If you'd like to send me some feedback, drop me a line, mediablowtorch at gmail.com. Of course, I'm on Twitter at mediablowtorch, and you can also find the Media Blowtorch on Facebook. So that's all I've got. Thanks for listening. I'm Marty Harisco. This has been the Blowtorch Sound Off for mediablowtorch.com. <laughs>